Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Live there on in 45 minutes. But who would have believed the headline this morning on Go Radio News? Joe Maguire told us that Jack Ross has departed at Hibs 10 days before a cup final. Davy Proven, your reaction to it? I, I think they've jumped the gun big time here, Paul. Uh, I don't know whether it's Ben Kenzel, the chief exec, or Ron Gordon, the owner who's behind it. But I really think they've panicked here in the face of you know a minority of Hibs fans being unhappy. Recent results haven't been good. But cup final last season and a semi-final, third in the league, um, already into the, the League Cup final this season, having beaten Rangers. I'm not sure what they want. Leanne Crichton, there have been so many changes in the last 12 months in management. It's a precarious business. It absolutely is. You know, It makes you question why you, you would really get into management at all. There's probably a lot um, more safer jobs out there that you could get involved in. I really feel for Jack Ross. I, I think he's a very good manager. I know he's had a tough run of results, but with a cup final only a matter of days away, uh, the amount of unrest that that leaves a squad with. I think he was a well-liked character within that group as well, and it'll be interesting to see how Hibs respond and, and more importantly, who they appoint. We're going to talk about that during the next two hours. There's so much on the programme. Celtic at home up against Real Betis, but Dave, your old team... They've talked about it, it's the dead rubber. Pity for Celtic. Yeah. When you think back to the opening game, they were two up I know, over there. I know, amazing. Two, two, two up and could have been three up. Missed a really good chance to go three up in the first half. Um, but that was typical of the defending this season, Paul. And I think that's that's why tonight is important in some respects. It's another test of that Celtic back four. They got a clean sweep at the weekend at the United. This will be a much bigger test tonight. But they're getting better. I see you were quoted so. in the media yesterday. They were really? saying that Davy Proven. Now someone was just saying Davy Proven has been critical of the defence. Yeah, and quite rightly at the time. Yeah, and I still believe they've got to get centre back in. Julian on their way back. Um, Starfelt still for me. Uh, Jury's still out on him. I know Postecoglou flagged it up last week, and I think he's he's trying to make a defence for him. The, the reason he's having to do that is I think the supporters are still very much undecided. Leanne, you've first with the team news, the Rangers up against Leon Again, Rangers are through, which is great news to that playoff. What's the Rangers line-up tonight? Yeah, they are through, Paul, which means there's a, a couple of changes to the squad. There's no Alfredo Morelos at all in goals. It's McLaughlin, a back four of Barisic on the left. Bassey, Goldson and Patterson starts on the right. The midfield three is Lundstrom, Kamara and Hadji. And the front three is Wright, Roof and Kent. I guess the uh, many fans will wonder for Leon is Moussa Dembele playing? The Celtic fans want him to play. They think he can score. The Rangers fans, well, we'll have a bit of that. What do you reckon? Well, I'll yeah. need, we need to check. The teams must be out. But yeah. if he's in there, um, it certainly will make for an interesting one. And he has he leads the line tonight. So yeah, both sets of fans, I'm sure, will be delighted to see Dembele. What a start for the manager. It's a bit, isn't it amazing that it was Hibbs who thumped Rangers you know, in the cup semi-final, but the manager, the new manager's in the stand. The Hibbs manager's gone two weeks, two and a half weeks later. But for Rangers, it's been a great run for Van Bronckhorst 
after that game when he then went into the dugout. Yeah, football's a, a crazy business, Paul, and it just shows yeah. you how quickly things can change. I mean, I don't think you could have said this season that Rangers were poor. They certainly hadn't been performing the way that I think most people expect them to and we had grown accustomed to with the players that they have in their squad. But the couple of tweaks and changes I think that, that Van Bronckhorst has made since he's come in uh, to that Rangers job is... It's been telling on the squad and it's been really, I think, beneficial to the way that they play and with the quality of player that they've got in their ranks. Defensively was a problem. The amount of games that they went that goal behind and found themselves wanting, um, that seems to have been you know, nullified for now and they'll be hoping that that can continue tonight. But uh, no, it's interesting. It just shows you, you know, how every manager sees things differently, even in a, the same type of formation. There's many different interpretations of it and that's exactly what you're seeing at Rangers just now is a different interpretation mm. of that 4-3-3. Three, three. Three weeks, less than three weeks in the job. Mm. What's your early report card uh, on Giovanni uh, Van Bronckhorst? I think it was all about results, Paul, and even even more so given how well Steven Gerrard has started in England. If Van Bronckhorst had come in and bombed, then the comparisons would have been made. This guy's not in Steven Gerrard's class, but he's he's won every game. Uh, they're, they're looking good. He's got one or two problems to sort out. Nathan Patterson is an ongoing problem uh, at, at Rangers. He plays tonight. Good to see the youngster getting a game tonight. But that's a problem that Rangers... I, I don't know how they solve that problem without either selling Patterson or Tavernier. I don't see Patterson playing one forward ahead of, of Tavernier. That's been suggested. That's an own, it's a nice problem to have, but yep. it's still a problem. Connor mm. Goldson's the other problem. Um, not playing well at all. Hasn't mm. signed the contract. It's another one that Van Bronckhorst has to deal with. Thanks, Leanne. She's just closing the door there. James, <laughs> excited in the background. All the calls coming in. 0808 17 17 700. You want your say tonight? Some of the Celtic fans heading to Parkhead early for the game. What was it like on the way in? It's kind of cold, but not too bad. Davey, was this the kind of night you like to play in? Or? Loved it. I love the lights just under I, the lights. Yeah. There's something special about European nights under the floodlights. I don't know what it is. Um, Even December? Yeah, yeah. yeah just uh, loved it. Floodlights just add something. Leanne? Yeah, I think as a player, once you get out, I mean, it's it's cold going to games as a fan and, and standing and watching it. Maybe when you walk out in the pitch for the, the first couple of minutes in the track suit to get a feel for it. But once you get into the warm-up and you get going, I think these are sometimes the best nights. A lot of my best memories in games and football come when it's just that cold. Maybe not too much rain tonight. I, I don't think it looks too drizzly out there, mm. but certainly when it's cold and crisp and the grass is slick, um, yeah, you can get a good game of football going for sure. She's in good form, despite the fact that I threw it at her saying, football management's precarious. And I thought, well, she's an assistant yeah. boss now as well Davey but it's in the blood isn't it So yeah. it's such, I mean I, I admire uh, Leanne and, and everyone else who's prepared to go into the dugout every weekend so much pressure now to, to get results um, in an era where I, I just I wouldn't want to put my neck in the line for a dressing room full of footballers <laughs> <laughs> it I'm must be honest. tough yeah can you imagine uh, well, well Leanne anyone everyone's got such an opinion and that's a good thing um, I think it's getting tougher now though I think players are changing in the way that maybe even players go about their business at times it's it's often easy to blame the manager and blame the tactics um, how have they changed blame the supporters are they more snowflake now <laughs> I don't know if that's how I would describe it I think that there's certainly a lot more information out there that I think players can tap into and at times for me there's maybe too many stats there's too many bits of information there's too much feedback that you see in social media from certain as we know with Hibs you know there's certain aspects of the support are your players on social media do they, are they they're not too active Davey but I know if there's bits and pieces there if there's podcasts kicking about that are, yeah. are speaking about the women's game players hear it you know it's posted online there's maybe wee snippets players obviously communicate at other clubs and, and they speak about that so, effect. I mean the criticism affects everyone it is and but then you know what football's like as well I think we can overcomplicate it and at the point that we start to overcomplicate it is probably where we lose our identity and, and maybe Hibs have, have, have 
you know, get a wee bit of that just now. What is their identity? Because they've got so many good players in that squad, but what is the reason um, that they haven't been delivering, you know, in their domestic league campaign? It's been very, very poor. The run of results hasn't been good enough, uh, certainly with the money that's been spent and the budget that's here and the players that, you know, Martin Boyle, we speak about him every week, Kevin Nisbet, good good attacking players. Um, defensively, Ryan Portis, you know, going to be a future Scotland player. Um, they're certainly good players within the ranks, but for whatever reason, it just hasn't been working. You looked at the stats, Davey. They've been horrendous in the league. Perhaps. Well, I, I know, Paul, but we're talking yeah. we're talking nine games. They won yeah. one of their last nine games, which is a very, very poor run. But you know, the bigger picture, mm. uh, and there's no mitigation in terms of what Jack Ross did for the club last season. Yeah. Yep. Come in, finish third, finish above Aberdeen, um, League Cup, uh, League Cup final, yeah. Scottish mm. Cup semi final, mm. beat Rangers to get to the League Cup final again this year. Yeah, they've had a bad run, but I mean, talk about knee jerk. I think when you look at how patient Aberdeen have, have been, you know, with Stephen Glass and the run of results that they had, and they stood by their manager, you know, and they eventually seem to now have turned a corner. And, and there's a bit about them mm. with the transfer window not too far away. You would expect them to go and strengthen again. But the, the the other thing, the other comparison with Aberdeen, Leanne, Dave Cormack came in, he sacked a terrific manager in Derek McInnes. Mm -hmm. He's brought in Stephen Glass, spent a fortune. And Aberdeen are lying six. Derek McInnes was never out the top four. Mm -hmm. You only sack a manager if you know you can get someone better. Yep. And I think Hibbs will do very well to get someone better than, than Jack Ross. And does that mean, David, do you think that Ron Gordon then has somebody in mind? Because I wonder if he has. He must, yeah, he, exactly. he must have. Yeah. Listen, he, sure. he's not daft. Do you he, think Derek McInnes could be considered for it, David? I'll tell you what, they could, they could do a lot worse. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you threw a name at me um, before we come on here, Jim Goodwin. That's another one. Um, yeah, I think Jim would be would be excellent. I think he would be a really good fit for the job and the type of player that's there. Um, whether that's something that he would consider at this stage of the season or it's something that Hibs would be looking at. But for me, I think he's a top manager he's, he's as bound, well. He's bound to consider it. I mean, the bottom line, Hibs are a bigger club than St. Martin, sure. Undoubtedly. And I, I think Jim Goodwin, you know, if he was offered, I think it would take him a minute. And half his players went to Hibs and it could have been even more couldn't I suppose that is yeah, one of the things the, yeah I think the last transfer window it was right up until the uh, the very last minute that you know a couple of the players they didn't manage to get that deal pushed through some players were going in one direction um, some were coming in the other and, and it you know, it never happened. So I think if Jim went there, there'd be some players there certainly that he would be familiar with, having had them at St Mirren previously. But also I think there's a, a young group there as well at Hibs and, and I think that's something that Jim's used to working with as well and, and getting the best out of them. Good win last night though for Livy to get that and they needed that as well, didn't they, Leanne? Because we were with Marvin this time last week and they've had a really tough season. They have, but when you look at some of the results that they've picked up, going to mm -hmm. Celtic Park, you know, getting their point there, um, they've taking the, the points last night, which probably against all odds off the back of Hibs and, and the form that, the, you know, and certainly the, the cup run coming round, you would have expected it to be a much tougher night. But I think what Livingston have got, and I speak about that identity, I think what you see is what you get with Livingston. And when they put all that together on the day, it comes together nicely and they do get results from it. It's perhaps just a bit of consistency that lets them down um, and they get away from that. But no, I, I, you know, credit to them. We spoke to Marvin last week. I think he, he's really thorough about what he does. I think David Martindale uh, has found, you know, something that ticks at Livingston. He's a right character. You can only imagine what being in that dressing room is like mm -hmm. and being in amongst that group of players. And when you do get results, I think against all odds, when you're, you know, I don't think Livy would have been the favourites last night. Certainly a feel-good factor about the club. They've, they've taken five points out of six from Celtic. Phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, incredible. if Celtic just lose out yeah. in the title, David Martindale should get a medal from Rangers. They should send him a medal. <laughs> five points out of six. He quite like Celtic. Yeah, I know. 
Great and he's point. a big Rangers uh-huh. fan as well, isn't yeah. he? So. Well, we're 15 minutes into the programme, David, and you haven't mentioned yet the fact that Kyogo was dropped for the Livingston game. Um, and then when he came on, uh, you know, it was, it was not too late, but Gigamaka's taking the penalty. But that was the end of October, can you believe? And that was the only blip in Celtic's run at that point. It's going to be fascinating this season, isn't it? Yeah. Who is the longest serving manager now in the Premiership? Just thinking about it. When you think about all the changes. So Stephen Jarrod is gone, and it was him. Um, I wonder who do you think it is? I, I think I know. But no, only because of Stephen Gerrard left the other week. James McPeak. It is, is isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. And you would think, well, he's not been there that long. And he he's hasn't. Five minutes, yeah. He's the longest serving wow. he manager. Yeah, yeah, he must have been there a fair yeah. bit of time now. He must have been. Don't push me. That's all right for Rob. Season or something. Yeah, no, he's, it's not Rob tonight with all the facts and figures. Come on, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Callum Davidson, I was talking yeah. to you about that. But no, that was only the start of last season. Feels wasn't like it? he's yeah. been there a lot it longer. It does. Uh, he's one of the favourites. Just looking here, they're saying Steve Keane, who's the academy director at Hibs, he is. He's. Maybe going to front it up. We'll see. David Gray's in charge for this weekend. Uh, who else are they saying? Um, obviously, Derek McInnes. Neil Lennon's name has been mentioned. Don't see that happening. Paul Lambert, there's another name that has been mm-hmm. mentioned. There's the Norwich connection as well yeah, there. Yeah. Um, Paul Lambert, who's uh, played and managed at the highest level, uh, ex-Aston Villa manager. So, what do you think? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. But tonight's that bit different, isn't it? In that neither team need to win, although I heard them talking last night and with Barry saying, well, if you play for Rangers or Celtic, you always have to win. There's pressure tonight. Uh, Rangers line up McLaughlin, Patterson, who's in, uh, Goldson, Bassey, Barisic, Kamara, Lundstrom, Hadji, Wright, Kent and Roof on the bench. McGregor, McCrory, Tavernier, Arfield, Aribo, Bakuna, Davis and Kelly. Um, up against Leon, who the coach, of course, Peter Bowes, and he is, he's a sort of mentor, isn't he, of GVB. He was the captain when Giovanni joined Feyenoord and he was also there just before he became manager. So they're lining up with Pollersbeck in goal. They've got a back four of Vogel, Da Silva, Lukeba and Henrik. Uh, two holding in the middle, Kakeri and Keita. Then three up front, Sherky, Shakiri, and Ekambi, just behind Musa Dembele. Uh, he is an exciting player, isn't he, Leanne? We remember him from his time at Celtic. Special player. We thought he might have gone even further. I know he was on loan to Atletico last year. No, he was a top talent. And I think these players, you, you at times need to just be thankful that the, you know, they played their part in Scottish football and that we got to see them for the time that we did because he's still a young player and I think he, he can go on again and achieve um, some brilliant things. But when you rhyme off that team, Paul, what a team. You know what a, a real talented group that is, uh, but it's another test for Rangers. And you know, speaking about maybe not having to win the game, I think you're only probably one game away from going on a bad run. You know, and quite quickly that poor result becomes a statistic onto the next game, and it starts to pile up, and, and the pressure comes with that. So I think Rangers, albeit they've made some changes tonight in Celtic as well, um, they'll be looking to try and get at least you know top performances out of their group. I, th- I think it shows you just how strong Steven Gerrard's squad is. When you look at yeah. the changes he's made tonight, and yet it's still a very decent side he's got out. Um, and, you know, it'll be interesting to, to see. I'm fascinated to see what Rangers do in this window. Yep. How many go out and how many come in. I think that's the difference for Van Bronckhorst, isn't it, Davy? that he's, he's got to probably just, maybe one or two. I think that's the difference between Rangers and Celtic just now. I do think it's important that Celtic bring in some players um, because they don't have that same strength mm. in rotation as Rangers but it's an interesting time because I said it last week there's so many games it's such a vital period in the season 
But it is interesting, you hear fans saying, almost disparaging now about Steven Gerrard, but Davey, as you're saying, Steven Gerrard has left this legacy. It's yeah. a strong, strong squad. Yeah. You know, Douglas Park and the board backed him. Uh, you couldn't have seen a squad like that under almost any other manager. That's that's a club with a manager that was really respected, wasn't it? But, but uh, you know, I've said previously, Paul, that, that Steven Gerrard got out at exactly the yeah. right time. He flagged up the lack of spending, although... You know, the Rangers board could argue they backed him to the hilt mm. to, to stop the 10 in a row. He did that. But Jared clearly felt they needed more quality. He said it publicly. Now, what what, what has Van Bronckhorst been promised here? Now you, the Rangers go to Holland to speak to Van Bronckhorst. Van Bronckhorst is holding all the cards. Mm. So he must have been promised a certain amount of money or a certain type of player in terms of quality that he'd be allowed to bring in at the football club. Now, where Rangers get that money... Are the directors going to dig again into their pocket or are they going to finance it through selling players? That, that's going to be the interesting thing about the transfer window. And Leanne, it might be a mix of both. I think deep down they would want to sell one or two in January. Do you not think a club has to, you've got to get a bit of turnover. You don't want to keep the same squad all the time. No, we've spoke about it though and I think Rangers are in a really strong position just now. They are top of the table. I think when you look at the, the carrot that's dangled for the end of the season and the Champions League qualification and the, the financial windfall that will come from that, you, you would want to keep your, your best players together, of course you would, and add to it. But I think what's realistic is that Rangers have got some players now that have proven that they are good players. I think there'll be clubs monitoring that. I would be more surprised if, if clubs didn't come chapping uh, in the January window for a couple of Rangers players. And at that point, they maybe find themselves in a strong position that they have the, ch the choice now to sell players, whereas... Maybe in years gone by, Rangers wouldn't have had that choice. Neither side of the old firm would have had that choice. So, who, I mean, if, if you're going to sell, Leanne, who do you... I mean, you're, you're obviously going to... I think Rangers have to sell. Mm -hmm. The trick for Rangers is selling without weakening the team. Mm -hmm. And the obvious one to sell without weakening the team is Nathan Patterson. Yeah. Because you've got a top-class player in Tavernier there already. And that, that, for me, is an interesting one. You know, I, I don't think Everton would be the only club interested in, in Nathan Patterson. I think there's so much mileage left in the boy. Um, he's only going to get better. I think he's he's another Cairn uh, Tierney in the making. And I, I think Rangers could get top dollar and I think they would find it very hard to resist a good offer. But That's, then if you yeah. sorry, did manage to get him in the team, Davy, how much more money could you make in, say, 18 months' time? You know, if you do mm, get Patterson yeah. in the team, mm -hmm. how much would you get for him in January? So financially, would it make sense to sell him just now when... He probably is still unproven at, at certain levels, you know, internationally we know how good he's been, but he hasn't had that run of 30 games yeah. in you, the you league need yet, the right so. deal. You need to get so much built into the contract, yeah. add-ons, um, and I that's I think we spoke about easy. Kamara as well. If, if you look yeah. at Ryan Jack possibly getting back in the frame, when you look at the financial money, <laughs> what you paid for Kamara and what <sighs> you could possibly get for mm. him in a transfer window, it might yeah. be something that would be a no-brainer if a decent offer came in. We'll try and sort it out during the break. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go! Thanks Chris for the traffic and travel. It's terrible out there on the M8. If you're heading in towards town, it'll be getting busy for the game. Uh, Rangers are kicking off in about, what, 15, 20 minutes. It's uh, Rangers playing in Lyon. We gave you the team news at the start of the programme. Let's hear from the manager looking forward to the match in France. It's, uh, of course, as you said, you know, no matter what, we'll still be uh, second in the group. But I think this game is for us... Uh... 
you know, a good game against a good opponent. So we can, you know, we can have a, have one more game against an excellent side who are first in the group. You know, it's for me, it's uh, every game we want to uh, reach our level. Also uh, this game, it's good to, for me to see where, uh, where the players stand and where we stand as a team. I think the experience we are, we're having in this tournament is, uh, is very good for our development. Celtic in action at eight tonight at home. I wonder what the crowd will be tonight, David. You reckon still around 45, 50,000? Yeah, I would, yeah. I would think so. I mean, the European nights tend to bring them out, Paul. It's different from the, the bread and butter of domestic football. I think it's still got that attraction. Postacoglu, Ange Postacoglu was talking yesterday about the, the injuries. What's the situation? Stephen Walsh is fine. He's okay, so he's available. Uh, Tony Ralston, uh, probably not for tomorrow night. James Forrest, who came off on the weekend, nothing serious, but again, we won't risk him tomorrow night. I think that's it in terms of uh, guys who, the ones who sort of have had the short-term stuff. And Leanne, a, a chance for some of the players that maybe we haven't seen this season to uh, to start tonight or certainly come on at some point. Yeah, it's certainly an opportunity and I'm sure Ange Postacoglu will look to do that, get minutes in the legs and up to speed, certainly the, the way that he's looking for his players to perform and the amount of energy that's required. I think some will, will get a much-needed rest and look to recuperate them ahead of you know other games that are coming up. But certainly I don't think Celtic will want to get away too much from the way they have been performing because they've been a really good place. What would you do with Kyogo tonight? Would he, would he start? Would he be on the bench or would you rest him? Well, it would be an interesting one and, and me and Davey spoke briefly about it um, off-air before we came on. He was worried about the burnout earlier in the season about Kyogo, so whether that's taken into consideration or not, I think he's so important for Celtic, so it is a game that you probably don't need to risk him and when the injuries, when you look at Jota, you know, James Forrest is going off, Ralston, I think has been exceptional this season. If you lose Kyogo and amongst that as well, it, it could be trouble. David, you said a couple of weeks ago they're one injury away from real trouble. Yeah. If yeah. something happens to him, Giacomakis still not fit for tonight. Yeah, and Giacomakis maybe not good enough. Maybe, K yeah. Kyogo yeah. is the, the key to Celtic's season for me. I don't see how he can play him tonight. For for two reasons. The, the, the game is more or less a dead rubber. Yeah. Why would you take the chance of him getting injured? And, and secondly, he's already talked about burnout. How can he talk about burnout and then play the boy in a game that that doesn't really matter tonight. Kyogo's too important, I think, to play tonight. That might sound daft because punters want to see their team winning and he is arguably Celtic's most productive player. But they're going to have to look after and manage this boy. If Celtic are to win the league, they have to keep him fit. Mm. The silverware two miles from here at Hamden and it's there and it's there for Celtic or Hibs in 10 days' time. Could you imagine if you lost Kyogo between now and then, Leanne? It would be a disaster. Yep. But as Davey says, it could... But, you know, it could determine their season. That's mm. how important he is. And I don't don't get me wrong, he's probably not scored the same level of goals in, in the last couple of weeks that I would maybe have expected the way he started the season, but he's so pivotal to the way Celtic play. Everything that, that works middle to front is is about him and his movements and the opportunities that he creates for other players. Callum McGregor's another one. You know, if you lose Callum McGregor out of that Celtic mm. team, he's a heartbeat of that team at times. Probably Ar most of the time, actually. Mm. David, arguably player of the season so far. Callum McGregor. Oh yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah, yeah. He's just grown into the captaincy. I had my reservations that I didn't I didn't see him as a Celtic captain. Um, but my goodness, he's, he's proved me wrong. He he's a natural leader now. And I think he's the one that the the, the rest of them look to now for, for leadership There's in that dressing room. Little bits about that, Davy. I watch when I'm out at the games and I've covered a number of games at Celtic Park this season. I watch the warm-up, every bit of detail. Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to pick up, you know, the way teams prepare how they look, the body language. Callum McGregor, even in the warm-up, he's instrumental. Everything that happens, he's a motivator in the warm-up. 
you see him speaking to players, high-fiving players, almost rallies the team as they go. Um, as Davey said, he's stepped up to the challenge, I think, this season and he's been a top performer for both club and country. We're going to turn to the Rangers game shortly, 15 minutes away, Olympic Leone against Rangers. But what about Kyogo then? As uh, We see Kenny Miller there in Sky. I see Derek McInnes is there with Ali McCoist. Is he going to be, not Ali, mm. but Derek, could he be the new Hibs manager? If you were Ron Gordon, who's your appointment? Tonight, Derek McInnes. Derek McInnes. Yeah. yeah, Jim Goodman is another mm. good shout. Um, yep. So many, but you wouldn't go wrong with Derek McInnes. What about you, Leanne? Jim Goodman for me. Yeah, I would yeah. love to see him get that job. I think, as Davey mentioned, Hibs are certainly a bigger club than St Mirren. I would like to see Jim get the opportunity to, to maybe buy a, a more expensive player and have more resources at his disposal. Um, but what he's achieved at St Mirren and the way he's got his team playing, albeit they've maybe not been in the best run in recent weeks, I think it would be a brilliant opportunity for him. Well, we'll bring you the news as soon as we hear it. You have to think they've got somebody standing by for this because you're right, 10 days away from a cup final, the 19 points. It's not where they wanted to be. You know, they were third and fourth uh, just a couple of months ago, but you know, nobody's that far ahead of them. Yeah. They could be back. They, they must yeah. know who's, who's going to bring in yeah. Paul. I mean, they, they couldn't possibly go into the cup final with a caretaker manager. Mm. So Ron Gordon is, is, is bright enough to know that, I think. And uh, I think that appointment will be made very quickly. Check it, Slater's or whoever it is in Edinburgh yeah. who's, who's making the jacket that used to be the sign they used to the Rangers jackets were made there and the Celtic ones they got the initial on it and all the rest of it right one more on uh, Kyogo and all the stuff about does he dive or whatever and there's been so much the guys talked about it last night I just wanted to get your take on it this is the manager saying hey if you don't like Kyogo playing football you don't like football who are these brave people these warriors who you know accusing people who are out there Kyogo's the size of a jockey he's playing against guys so almost uh foot taller than him and uh, all these brave warriors on the outside are casting aspersions, are they? I haven't read it. I, I I won't read it. You end up in arguments with ignorant people, yeah, eventually become one of them. So I kind of ignore those kind of narrative as you as you painted it. Um, I think Kyogre's been great for our football club. I think he's been great for Scottish football. I'd be surprised if anyone wouldn't want somebody of his character and his playing ability in their club or in their league. Davey, are they making too much about Kyogo going down or whatever? What's your take well, on it? Well, f- first of all, you know I'm a fan. Mm. Um, but I think there have been occasions where he has gone down easily. I think Martin Boyle is is another player who has a similar reputation. And the problem for players, Paul, when they get a reputation, give a dog a bad name. And referees are not going to give him the benefit of the doubt if he goes down too easily. Um, I, I, I think the one was at Obelai of Livingston. I think he could have stayed in his feet. Um, so... You know, I think now it's been highlighted. Uh, I, I think you'd be reluctant to try and uh, buy anything off uh, referees. But listen, uh, show me a striker who's not trying to buy something off a, re- a referee. Yep. Leanne, strikers no, would take the, the milk out of your tea, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would. They would. Um, some of them could probably buy and sell you yeah. as well. Um, listen, don't get me wrong, Kyogo's a top talent. You know, like Davey, I've loved watching this season. I think he's been a brilliant addition the Scottish League but I would need to agree there has been moments that he, that he has gone down too easily and I think especially when you're a new player and you come to the league there's probably more of a microscope on him and, and looking at his performance and his behaviours and the way he reacts and you don't want to be you don't want that to become your reputation no. not when you're as talented as he is and, and that's all you would say but listen we, I spoke to Marvin last week um, and the Livingston players were in for a real tough uh, game of it up against him he's by no means a soft player to play against I think mm. he gives as good as he gets um, but you just any player that goes down too easy for me is just it's particularly embarrassing 
Um, I don't think there's any need. You ever taken a dive, Leon? You ever taken a dive in that? I would like to not think so, Davey. No, I think there's been a couple of moments probably in my career where I've been cute in terms of winning penalties in, in certain areas, but I would never just never dive at all. It's it's just not in my nature at all. I think there's moments in football that you can probably draw the foul or, or certainly be smart in how you use your body, and that's where again defenders and you know midfielders need to be smart with the types of tackles that they make. But to go down at the slightest wee touch or a brush of a shoulder um, is certainly not for me. Your nana would not be having it, would she? She wouldn't, she wouldn't be having it. Honestly, that, that's one thing she goes on about. She actually, yeah, Kids. drives her mad. Um, I think that's actually why a lot of people like watching women's football as well, Paul and, and, and Davy. And I'm not just saying that, but I genuinely believe the women's game is far more honest at times right. than the men's game. Challenges in the women's game, players are straight back up again. Not interested. They don't even consider rolling about. I watched a funny clip I think BBC had put up mm. yesterday. Um, it was an Irvin Meadow game Oof, and the players the were synchronised it was actually a foul but the players yeah. rolled and rolled again and oh. rolled again and they were very <laughs> synchronised in doing so uh, you certainly don't see that in the women's game let's go on the lines here in Go Radio the football show with the taxi centre Taylor's on the line hi Taylor good evening hi yeah how you doing good thanks how are you feeling about Rangers tonight positive I, I can't say I'm looking forward to a win or expecting a win but I think he's gave a lot of French clubs an opportunity to impress Mm-hmm. and rested our key players for Sunday. Who are you looking to impress then of the, the six who've come in? Patterson, Lundgren. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to because I think he's been harsh with Dunby. Not through any fault of his own sort of thing. Because I think he was really starting to come on a game before Gerard left and when with Dio came in, he obviously had his own system. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Right, I think, looked sharp when he came on against Dundee. So I'm looking forward to seeing him getting more minutes. Mm-hmm. Leanne, what about Lundstrom? Good point he makes. Yeah, I'm probably not um, completely sold on him right. just yet. I think at times he looks to me like a player that he's got a, you know so much athleticism about him, but I think at times he looks like he would much rather just get up and down the pitch and, and sometimes not influence the game with the ball. But it, I would agree with Taylor. I think there was moments that he came onto a game under Steven Gerrard and he's found himself on the bench now and had very limited opportunities. So it's a, it'll be maybe a game that will suit him. You know, I think it'll be more intense than probably domestic games and, and he might need to go and open up those legs in the middle of the park and cover a fair amount of distance tonight and do that defensive side of the game. But you would like to see him getting box to box as well if he possibly could. But certainly it's an opportunity. Davey? I, I think Taylor's spot on. I think Lundstrom was playing the best football of his Rangers career. Um, up until recently and I'm surprised he's out of the side and I'll tell you what we're talking about the transfer window Rangers would get good money for, for John Lundstrom in England he has still got a very good reputation in England they would get right. good money for him you think he could be back I know down they got, the well, they got yeah. him on a free Paul yeah. they got him on a free so every penny's a profit and and he might be one that Rangers are well off for midfield players sure. he, he might be one that, that could get Rangers decent money Taylor how would you feel about that if Lundstrom was away back down the road in January not a chance. So um, I think Kamara is the one that mm-hmm. is more likely to go. Mm-hmm. And he may well be, but yeah, they could make some money there. But it'd be interesting, the Rangers fans, because some of them really like Lindstrom, others feel they haven't seen enough. What about Scott Wright, Davey? What do you feel about the the guy who came what just over a year ago from Aberdeen? Yeah, I, I just don't see how he gets into the team. Um, you know, the likes of yep. uh, Kent and Hadji, mm-hmm. maybe even Aribo as opposition. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the inventive player, the, the guy who can unlock the door. Um, I, I think you could argue he's not had enough chances to, he's not had enough game time to, to prove himself. Uh, anytime he has played, he's, he's done well. But it, it's hard for him to get in that team when there are other 
similar types of player. I just wonder if he, he's now one of these players that's far more effective coming off the bench. I think the games that I've watched, um, I'm start games, I don't think he has the same influence. I don't think he, he keeps up that level of performance over the 90 minutes. I think he's really effective when he comes on, um, gives you that spark. He's a direct player, very technical, um, can create opportunities, but it's an opportunity again tonight for him, you know, to go and grab it with both hands and especially with the transfer window, you know, could you you possibly lose a, a Ryan Ken and other players in those types of areas? A, a Rebo, I think, will be uh, a bit of interest around him as well. So, Scott Wright's got to try and grab this opportunity, as I say, with both hands. I see there's no Ryan Jack tonight. Are you leaving him behind to do more training or whatever? He came back in. The worry, isn't it? It is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. No, it's an interesting one because you would have probably liked to have seen him in the mm. squad tonight and minutes is absolutely, you know, so important and, Tonight would have been that chance again, um, but you just wonder if you know it's one of these injuries that's that's still niggling away. When you look at Celtic as well with James Forrest, you know another wee niggle off the back of a long term injury. These things can happen, and it's tough to get back up to speed. Taylor, we're just looking at the teams that you could meet: Barcelona, Borussia Dortmund, Porto, who you beat recently, RB Leipzig. Sheriff Tiraspol, Seville, serial winners of the tournament, Zenit St. Petersburg, you remember them from 2008, the cup final, and Villarreal or Atalanta. Some great ties coming up. In fact, Barca, I see they lost again at uh, the weekend to Real Betis. They, last night, too, they lost 3-0. Who would you fancy from all of them, Taylor? Barca. Barca, <laughs> I answered it for you. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Under uh, new management, but that Aberon would, cross would yeah. enjoy that one. Yeah. Indeed, he's old club. And scoreline tonight, Taylor. Positive, I would say one each, but I'm thinking maybe two or three one of them. You think so, Dembele? You think he'll score? Sorry, what did you say? Uh, it doesn't. Dembele, you think he'll score? Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, thanks for calling the Go Radio Football Show. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. As we kick off in Leon, Leon against Rangers, uh, Leanne Crichton, what's your prediction tonight? I think it was... It'll- It'll still be a tough night for Rangers. You know, that, that Leon side, as I mentioned earlier, they're littered with, with talent. I think Dembele up top will certainly have something to prove. I'm, I'm, to prove sorry, I'm sure this is one of these games that he, he will be looking forward to. But I fancy Rangers to, to give a good account of themselves. Maybe a 2-1 Leon, um, or even a close, you know, 1-0. Leon haven't been doing so well in the mm. league, but they've been terrific in yeah. Europe Davey what do you reckon tonight? I, I think it depends how much Leon want it tonight yeah. if, if Leon are at their best uh, they'll beat Rangers because they're a better side um, and I think Stephen Gerrard admitted as much didn't he he said they were a Champions yeah. League side mm-hmm. uh, if, if they're up on top of their game tonight they'll, they'll win the game and GVB will look out for him as a manager in Europe Stephen Gerrard undoubtedly knew how to play in Europe he had a great record with Rangers even before they got things going in, in at home yeah and that was probably the only time that you really and I've seen Rangers maybe change the way that they approach certain games and went for more of a counter-attacking style of play a lot of times and it certainly paid off for them. But Van Bronckhorst will be looking to to match that and, and certainly go one better. And you might just see a more defensive Rangers tonight, you know, trying to implement a lot of the stuff that he's 
he's been doing even within the games that they dominate possession um, so no I'm interested to watch it Paul certainly You've got the team well give the team line right at the start uh, Leanne how are Rangers lining up now that you see them actually in the first two minutes it's uh, Leon though on the attack see Moussa Dembele as their captain tonight but for Rangers how are they actually lining up? Yeah no it's actually um, the one surprise is that Kent does look as if he is on the left hand side and, and right is on the, the right hand side of that front three but McLaughlin in goals Barisic, Bassey, Goldson and Patterson the midfield three Lundstrom, Kamara and Hadji is dropped in there and the, the front three is right, Roof uh, and Kent Tough one for the Rangers fans wasn't it David the game was on for them Crazy. they made it and then they're told no and then they're told what 36 hours before yeah. oh you can come yeah, but some flights have been cancelled yeah. by that time so you know punters have lost uh, a good bit of money yeah uh, just through poor communication. Wade Scott on the phone in here in the Go Radio Football Show a couple of nights ago and he's lost three, four hundred pounds. That's a lot of money. I know, and that shouldn't be allowed to happen. You know, the, the communication, especially for a club competition like that, Europa League, surely the clubs have got to do better. You know, if you want fans to continue to travel and, and you want them to keep investing in the competition and backing their teams, mm. you can't mess them about. You know, similarly with the domestic side of the game, you can't mess the, the supporters about. That's what the games. That's what it's about. That's what the players want to play for as the fans. So, no, it was strange. The um, it was just an absolute shambles throughout the week. Six train changes for Rangers tonight, but Conor Golson's there consistently. No matter what happens, no matter what, people think, is he going to be away next season? He hasn't committed yet to a new contract. Leanne, what's your take on that? Yeah, as any captains aside tonight as well. So yeah. you know. That to me is clear that there's no issues at the club. You know, whether there's an agreement being made that he will go, but he gives everything that he's got until then, you know, carry on. That's mm. football at times. You need to accept the, the place that people arrive at and the decisions that they make. I don't think he, he's going to down tools and, and certainly stop performing for Rangers. I know his performances were maybe questioned for a couple of weeks, um, but he looks to be back to his old self, certainly in the last run of games. Davy Conor Golson. He's looking for a, a a last big payday, and I can understand that every every player in, in his position of of his age would be the same. Um, whether he's worth the, the 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 big money that he appears to be looking for, I'm not convinced. I think he's had a poor season. Um, he's certainly not the, the player he was last season, where he was one of Rangers' best performers. Um, and I'll you know come down to money. Um, I don't think it would be a huge loss and I don't think it would be a huge surprise if he moves on. More interesting is uh, what's going to happen with Nathan Patterson. Davey said earlier, Leanne, could they adapt to have Tavernier and Patterson playing together? What do you feel about that? There has been a couple of games that certainly they've, they've both been on the pitch at the same time, whether it's you know a, a situation that could come around um, week by week. I don't think so. You know, I think both of their natural positions is that right back area and I think Davey said it whether it was on air or not or, um, or not but I think you need to make that decision it's got to be one or the other because I think you've got better players that can go and do that job higher up the pitch um, off of both sides than probably what Tavernier could or Patterson could you're not getting the best out of them Davey uh... yeah, they've got a free kick here Ryan Kent who, who is, is playing noticeably wider under Giovanni van Bronckhorst lovely little step over to go by the right back um, clearly pulled back and Rangers have a, a free kick couple of yards from the, the byline on the left-hand side. First chance that Goldson and, and Bassey have had. Lundstrom's in there as well to go up and have a run at this. Um, Hadji's over the ball. Uh, Barisic's there as well. It's all about the delivery now. Leon have everybody back. It's touch-type marking here from Leon. No, no zonal stuff in it comes. Leon win the first header and get it away. That's what Rangers have, certainly, in abundance. They've got height in their team. Yeah, they have. You know, And that's certainly moments tonight that 
Um, they'll be looking to try and take advantage of that, but it, it certainly wasn't the, the best delivery and Leon managed to deal with it. But positive signs from Ryan Kent. He's probably as a player, I think, that whether he knows the transfer window's coming round and, and performances, he's, he looks to have that spark back again. He looks like a player that's hungry. Uh, I, I think what you need to do with him is isolate him in wide areas. I think he's much better standing up defenders in 1v1 situations rather than coming in the pitch and a lot of the time I think that was what he was doing under Steven Gerrard as well so um, but no he's he a top player Early goal in Italy Napoli won Leicester nil. Davies so uh, they could go through Leicester but if they yeah. lose tonight they, they could also not be Conference League Yeah I mean they've had a poor run of results but you know I watched them how they lost to Aston Villa at the weekend I've no idea I mean that must have been so sweet for Steven Gerrard um, to, to beat Brendan Rodgers yep. but Leicester battered them in the first half um, Villa Villa got the points and this poor run of results has arguably come at the wrong time for Brendan Rodgers because he must have been in the frame for, for the Man United job uh, whether he, he will be in the longer term I, I, I'm not sure but it, for, for me he's he's a top top coach it's What funny. do you think yeah. is missing for that Leicester team Davey when you look at them? Because oh, I think that they've got this, yeah. the second worst defensive record in the Premier League just now, which under even a, a Brendan Rodgers team, that's probably not something yeah, that you I, would I expect. I mean, and this Soyon, Johnny, Johnny Evans and Soyonshu at the back, it's, it's a good pairing, did really well last season. Jamie Vardy is defying age, he's, he's still the top man up mm -hmm. front. The boy Daka looks, mm -hmm. when he comes in, he looks as if he's going to be another Jamie Vardy. Is it one or two big names they need? Maybe just to it, give it might them be. That. They've got the money now. Maybe, yeah. maybe, mm -hmm. maybe this is maybe maybe Leicester have now reached a stage where it's decision time. Yeah, they've got the money. Do, do they push the boat up and try and become a regular top six side, or do they let it fizzle out? Certainly, the the, the supporters feel that they could be doing a bit more to challenge the big boys. Yep, but they're not fashionable, are they? Leicester City. We know they won it in 2016, 2015. It was amazing. But it's just, you know, it's Leicester. It's the East Midlands as well. It's not, you know, the centre of uh, the football universe as uh, Leon come forwards. But it's easily picked up there by the keeper, uh, McLaughlin. It was a heavy tackle a few moments ago, Ryan Kent. But he's back up, Davey. No no problems in that one. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it does tend to, to bounce back on, on his feet. But he's the type of player who, who will take stick. You know, we're talking about uh, Kyogo earlier on. We heard Postacoglu saying, you know, he's the type of player. All forward players. Yeah. Take treatment. Goes with the territory. Well, you're, yep. you're playing with your back to, to goal most of the time. And, you know, defenders get a chance to rattle you. They'll, they'll do it. I know the game's changed since, since my time, but, but forwards still get the brunt of it. Seeing a great picture just sent in by James Mortimer, who must have been at Man United last night. And there is Sir Alex Ferguson, uh, the, the greatest ever Man United manager. I can hear people in Bells Hill phoning in saying, what about <laughs> uh, Sir Matt Busby? But one of the all-time greats and uh, Ralph Ranick there in the picture as well. They're all looking well, Davey, aren't they? In this pick from last night at Old Trafford. Yeah, t t terrific. Um, very interesting to see how Ranick does. Um, I, I see he's already trying to mend fences with Ronaldo. He was on record about five years ago uh, as saying that Ronaldo, even at that stage, was too old, was past his best. So it, he's, he's maybe got a bit of fence-mending to do there with the Portuguese boy. <laughs> he looks younger than he does on the telly, doesn't he, in this picture here? He does, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Once he's taken all those layers off, certainly, adapting to the, the good British yeah. climate, it's, it's probably taken its toll on him. But Sir Alex is looking uh, incredible in it as well. Good to see him back to a full bill of health. You probably have to be a diplomat as well as a football manager, though, to take over Man United yeah. at the moment for, what, six months, seven months? Yeah, no, it's a, we spoke yeah. about it last week, Paul, for me, it's a, yeah. a strange decision. Um, it's a good position for Ranjuk to be in, though. He's got that guaranteed job at the end of it, whether he does well or um, 
he doesn't so you know good luck to, to him but Man United you expect him to be up there you expect him to be competing for trophies and by that I mean titles Champions Leagues um, flying high in European football and for too long now they haven't done any yeah, of it Solskjaer was a mistake let's let's yeah, be frank yeah. about it I mean he, he mm-hmm. comes across as a lovely guy uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer but um, as Dembele just misses a chance inside the left Channel Rangers defence caught square he's in behind tight angle and should, should have done better Again, back to Solskjaer, yeah. it was a mistake. Yeah. And Man United wasted three years and £450 million pounds on the wrong man. How much? I think, I think the spending million. was £450 million quid they spent under Solskjaer. Um, and they never really... I know they finished second. Was last season they finished second, yeah, but they were miles yeah. off it. They were never going to win it. Yeah. And when you're second in that city, you know, up against Man City, you're nowhere. Great. Somebody did say on the socials here, great son-in-law material. Solskjaer, lovely guy. <laughs> Everyone likes him. But maybe in football management, you have to It's that, an that incredible streak. amount of money yeah. though, isn't it, to spend? Did I see that he has donated his money to charity? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Seven and a half million. I yeah. mean, that's phenomenal, isn't it? As uh, we're just seeing the replay there. We're going to take a quick break for the news, but so far it's still Leon nil, Rangers nil. We're back. In just a few moments. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. 18 minutes gone in the early kickoff. It's still Leon nil, Rangers nil, but uh, Leanne Crichton, Rangers on the attack. Yeah, they are. It was a, a lovely diagonal from Connor Goldson that found Ryan Kent, the, the far in the left-hand side, but Leon again managed to defend it well. You know, it was a ball just cut back across the the centre of the box but not Rangers look to be almost given as good as, as they get at this stage of the game 18 minutes in as you say and they look fairly comfortable Atalanta nil, Villarreal 1 so they could be one of those two are going to be one of the teams that will be up against Rangers uh, after submarine. Christmas yeah, yeah. Indeed. yeah. <laughs> what's, what's yep. their ground again? I, I, I didn't get to Madrigal, that game no. yeah the Madrigal, Madrigal Stadium I think you're right yeah. probably right yeah James will know I think it is the Madrigal yeah, yeah. Celtic have played there. Have Rangers played there as well? Yeah. But yeah, they did. Yeah. They both did. Yep. So nil-nil Rangers. Celtic will be in action at eight tonight. Celtic against Real Betis. It's kind of what might have been, isn't it, uh, Leanne, when you think that they were two up against them at the start of this. Uh, seems a while ago, doesn't it, in September? I know, and you wonder if, if results like that and performances mm. and the types of goals. I think Davey mentioned earlier on that Celtic... Um, Concede if you look back with a bit of regret, you know, if Ange Postecoglou still stands by the, the Ange ball technique and, you know, going all out for almost the entire game. Um, but no, an opportunity tonight just to keep the, the wheels in motion, certainly. And I know it's not a game that has anything uh, bearing on it, but you would want a good performance. Let's take a call. Um, Jamie's on the line in Airdrie, a Celtic fan. Jamie, good evening. Thank you. You do you think Absolutely, on you go. What's your first one? Uh, it's just obviously, everybody knows I'm a big Celtic fan. And, uh, tonight I'm not going to get basically because I can't be bothered. 
get to the match. I can't believe it. You're not going. Yeah, at least you're honest. You can't be bothered. <laughs> well, can, can, can James have your ticket? He's just asking over there. All right, Jamie. So that's point one. What's point two? Point I was being, I was So they are going to spend. Um, Eddie Cucci is on his way. Apparently, um, they're talking about a medical soon. He could be on his way from Gamba, Osaka. He's definitely going to spend in the Japanese market. Can it work? It's worked once with Kyogre. Is it going to work twice, three times? Well, you would like to think so. Um, Ange Postecoglou knows these players better mm. than any of us sitting here. We we won't have seen them perform and play. Kyogo um, has been a perfect match, I think, for Celtic and it's been a top decision from Ange Postacoglu to bring him here. And I don't think in the January window Ange Postacoglu will look to bring players in that he's unsure about or that he doesn't think they've got the capabilities to hit the ground running. So, no, I agree, Jamie. I think, for me, it'll probably be minimum um, three players. Could you see him maybe pushing the boat out and, and getting four or five I'm not entirely sure, but I think certainly he's got his eye on at least three players that have been mentioned and names have been floated. So I would be um, shook if, if that didn't materialise. Davey, they need, they need another striker. They need cover. Kevin Nisbet. Yep. Kevin Nisbet. Celtic should go and get Kevin Nisbet in this window. Um, I don't know what, what would you get him for. Three and a half, four, four million maximum. Mm. It's, it's, an, it's a no-brainer because you, he's proved he can score goals. And for me, it looks back to his best. Now, if you look at the goal he scored at the weekend, that, that is typical Kevin Nisbet. He was well off it for the early part of the season. He, he's back to looking something like his best and he, he's proved he can score goals in this league and in a better team because Celtic are a better team than Hibs, he would score more goals. Jamie, what, what, what about Kevin Nisbet? Yeah, see, see the thing about Kevin Nisbet, I agree with him. He's not a bad player, but if you really feel like Paul because I was the biggest reason why that can happen with strikers or any player Leanne what do you think Kevin is but I think he would fit in yeah. um, I think I maybe said it a, a year or so ago either side of the old firm for me it would have been a no-brainer to go and sign Kevin is but I think he, he's a proven goal scorer at every level that he's played I think he works with the, the best around him at times he, you know I don't even think at Hibs he's getting the same amount of opportunities as he would get at Celtic or at Rangers I think, it, it, you know, whether he wants to stay in Scotland or not, though, um, is a question mark. I think, I think the other problem we'd have, Kevin, is, but is that Postacoglu plays with one striker and two two wide players mm. or semi-wide players. You know, it's it's Forrest one side, yeah. uh, Jota on the other, or, or Abada or Mikey yeah. Johnson. He very rarely plays with two strikers. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, Rangers, Stephen Gerrard would go with Rufan Morelis. Yeah. Postacoglu tends to play with one recognised striker. And 
Kyogo, if he's if he's fit, plays Kevin Nisbet. Would he get in? Mm. I think he'd only get in Postecoglou's team if he if he changed the the way that Celtic currently play mm. and and it was to go with two strikers. What about Greg Taylor? Not in transfer market, but he's back in. How did he do at the weekend? It was maybe Celtic's best performance. Oh, Rangers have just hit the post. Uh, Kemar Roof, uh, lovely ball slid into the inside left channel. He took it first time. Try to do the goalkeeper at his near post. His timed his run really well. Gets in behind the, the right centre-back. It's a really clever effort. Try to do the goalkeeper at his near post and it's come off the outside of the post. And we're just looking at Ryan Kent here who has got the right-back Vogel on toast here. <laughs> he, he's got him in his pocket. If you Rangers, you give the ball to Ryan Kent every chance you get. Leanne, that was a great move. No, it was yeah. excellent. The slow-mo certainly of the, the nutmeg from Kent is, is delightful. Leon in the attack here. Yeah, Certainly a chance. a chance. Rangers are scrambling yeah. with bodies and McLaughlin is out of position, but he's managed to retreat back and he's he's going out. But no, a good chance for Rangers and, and Roof certainly looking lively, almost catching the, the keeper off guard with that attempt. Greg Taylor, does he do for yeah, you? Yeah, uh, I like yeah. Greg Taylor. Yeah, good, solid, dependable. Um, for some reason, some of the Celtic fans aren't having him. Um, I would have Greg Taylor, I would have Juranovic at right back. I know that Tony Rawson fans won't be happy to hear me say that but Juranovic for me has to play on the right that's his position that's where he crosses the ball early from the right hand side and Greg Taylor would do for me at the other side yeah Napoli 2 Leicester 0 wow. that's the scoreline after 24 minutes so it could be a long evening for Brendan Rodgers uh, down there um, Leanne transfer window I'm yep. just thinking as well and would like to ask Davia about John Souter where he Aye. thinks mm -hmm. you know could you see him ending up at, at a Rangers or a Celtic or I, in my opinion I think he's destined for yeah. going down south but when you look at the, the transfer fee it'll be mm -hmm. minimal you know and he's a top half top a million player. isn't it unbelievable he's yep. had a great season mm -hmm. yep 500 grand again it's a no brainer um, because you're not taking a risk at that type of money are you the, the worry would be obviously that his Achilles was to go again hopefully mm -hmm. he's over all that now and he goes on to enjoy a really lengthy career and at 500,000 pounds it would be an absolute snip for anyone. Mm -hmm. They're talking about a championship club. Could he be in the Premier League down there? But you'd imagine Rangers might, would, would they, for half a million, Leanne? Uh, it's got to be one that you consider. Absolutely, yep. it's got to be, especially the season that he's having and the way that he performs. I think when you look at players down in that English Premier League, at times for me, they flatter to yep. deceive. You know, And I just yep. watched John Souter and the way he goes about his business. He, he does exactly what it says in the tin. I think you'll only get better. You know, He's had a, a tough history of, of injuries and as Davey says, if he can keep that out now and he moves mm. on. But I think for John Souter he would probably hope to go down south and that would be based on wages as well because football is a, a short career at the best of times and with injuries that he's had, you maybe won't get too many opportunities. But it's just, for me, strange that these players are not linked with the old firm at yep. times because they're so good and yeah. the money is just, you know, unbelievable. It was like Lyndon Dykes, I know a different position, yeah, but that, nobody was biting. And it was, what, two, a million John, and a half? John McGinn yeah. as well was yeah. under yeah. everyone's nose, yeah. uh, particularly Celtic's nose. <laughs> he was Celtic more than under asleep. the nose. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, final point from you. Oh, it should have been. I know. In fact, look, we don't want to. There'll be 30,000 of them in the cars and the buses on the way to the match at the moment, Jamie. What's your point about today?
And you like that. Leicester have pulled one back. It's Johnny Evans. You mentioned him earlier. Here is Ange Postacoglu. Rangers are still at nil-nil. Here he is speaking about splashing out. We'll never be a club that overspends, put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Um, this club has been run well before my time in a very prudent manner in terms of its finances. And, and, and that should always be the case. Um, that hasn't restricted it from, from bringing in talent whenever it it needed to and, and didn't restrict us, um, you know, in the previous window and it won't restrict us in the next window. But, you know, we we work in a, in a, in a football economy where there are different scales for different clubs and a club of our size, I think, has always got to be, you know, a little bit different with the way we, we spend our money because we know we've got to get a bit of bigger bang for our buck than others, mate. We can't get too many wrong. Davey, it's about how you spend your money, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, with... All due respect to to Ange there, I think he's he's havering there when he's, he's talking about um, you know when Celtic have to bring in quality, they do it. They lost ten in a row because they fell asleep and they didn't invest in the team. They were winning the domestic league against poor opposition, and the board couldn't see that the team was going backwards. That's the bottom line. Now, having said that, I think Postecoglou is strong enough to take this board on. I don't think Neil Lennon was strong enough to take Peter Lowell on. I think Postecoglou will will take them on. Um, he's proved with Kyogo that he, he knows the, the Japanese league well and hopefully he'll be given the backing because I think he's done well to stay within four points of Rangers that was the plan um, and I think Celtic can get right back in this title race with a bit of backing from this Celtic board Is that Davy though what the Celtic board needed as a manager that says I think so this is exactly what I want this is exactly what I need deliver it Well the last one they had was Brendan Rodgers you know, yep. Brendan Rodgers mm-hmm. called him out before the AEK Athens game Champions League game he said if they, they can't match my ambition it's terminado and that was the beginning of the end for Brendan uh, he didn't feel he was being backed properly in the market uh, Neil Lennon I'm afraid <clears throat> I don't think was strong enough he was a junior partner in the relationship between the chief executive and the manager but I think Postecoglou has made a different stuff and hopefully he's strong enough mm-hmm. to put this board up against the wall because Celtic have been going backwards for too long it's, it's time they, they, they realised that a First and foremost, they're, they're, a, they're a football team. They're not a business. Mm-hmm. They're a football team. And it's the, the job of the board of directors to put the best team on the pitch that they possibly can afford. They haven't been doing that. Jamie, thanks for your call. Some good points there as well. It's the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Davy Proven and Leanne Crichton. We're here with the Taxi Centre. Thirty, Nearly 31 minutes uh, played. Leon nil, Rangers nil. Ryan Kent's on fire tonight. He is. It just showed you a reel yeah. of a, a few clips there, Paul, and his, his touch is absolutely exceptional at times. Um, Leon are doing very much the same as well. Nice wee flicks round the corner, a couple of nice little bits of play. Um, but Ryan Kent, no, he, he just looks happy. You know, every time he gets the ball, he looks confident, and, and that's when you get the best out of him. He's one of these players that when he gets that run and he feels that he can get at his, his opposition. He gives you the best. Um, and certainly if Rangers are going to get anything in this game, you, you've got to imagine it's going to come from a combination that involves Ryan Kent. 
a corner there for Leon. I was just going to say to you that the, the, the title we know where is Rangers are four points clear, 39 points. Rangers after the 16 games, Celtic on 35, and then Hearts on 30, Dundee United on 25, Motherwell on 25, Aberdeen on 21, and Hebs on 19. Hence uh, the, the departure of Jack Ross today. Although the guys, both of you, are saying they've. Uh, Pulled the trigger far too quickly on Jack Ross. This weekend, a Celtic Motherwell at three, Hearts against Rangers, Leanne, at uh, 11.30, 12 yeah, o'clock. It's some Absolute game, isn't cracker. it? Yeah. yeah, you hear everybody that speaks about Tynecastle as well and, and what a venue it is to go and play at with the, the support, certainly two teams that are in form and I think we're a point to prove. Um, just a shame that I've got a game on Sunday as well <laughs> uh, yeah. and I won't see it. <laughs> Who have you got on Sunday? Uh, we've yeah. got Celtic yeah 2 uh, yeah. o'clock kick off on Sunday so Celtic who won the cup at the week again mm. uh, against your old yeah, team yeah, which yeah, was so a surprise yeah. Uh, well, yeah no I was yeah. at the game Paul really surprised at Glasgow City and their performance but credit to Celtic I thought they got their game plan spot on they looked hungrier uh, they executed the game plan really well they probably dealt with the conditions better I don't think the the pitch looked good at all. It had a game played on it on Saturday and there was a pitch inspection before that on Saturday. Um, the game went ahead on Sunday and by that point it just looked almost a bit frosty. But credit, as I say, to Celtic. It's been a long time since they've won anything. Um, so I'd be expecting them to be to flying high on Sunday. As Rangers come forward, Davey Proven. Nathan Patterson, wonderful uh, run. He must have taken about 60, 70 yards. He's held off two or three challenges. And, you know, if you're Nathan Patterson... You're in the shop window there tonight. You know, there's yep. there's a lot of there'll be a lot of European scouts at that game. He's doing himself no harm at all. Because Leon are uh, you know Champions League team traditionally. These are the stages you want to play on, aren't they, Leon? It's different pace. It is. What I love about Nathan Patterson is that he's fearless as well. Mm. There's there's no fear at all tonight. Most times I've looked up at the screen. He's playing in the opposition half. He, as Davy says, he's taking players on. He's dribbling. He's a ball carrier. He's getting at players. It's combinations. He looks to go beyond all the time. He looks to almost link with the strikers and the front players where he can. Although I'm looking at him just now and he, he certainly looks as if he's having to do a wee bit extra recovery after that that run. But probably that's about fitness as well. I said it earlier when we were off here. For me, it seems like the only opportunities Patterson gets is in big games against top opposition. And how tough it must be to go and have to lift your game um, without the amount of minutes that other players have got. Brian, thanks for calling. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, go, go. Monday to Friday, the Go Radio Football Show. Thanks for making the switch. We're on from five till seven tonight with Leanne Crichton. Former, I almost said Glasgow City, now Motherwell, and coaching there as well. And Davy Proven, the former Celtic Kilmarnock. And uh, Scotland star with us here with Paul Cooney. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Leon and Rangers, Davy, still nil-nil? Yeah, a really watchable game. Uh, very open game, both teams having a go. Ryan Kent in sparkling forum. Um, and you wonder where that forum was earlier in the season. Back to his very best tonight. How does that happen? I don't know. I mean, it, it must be what's going on in his head. It, it's a confidence thing. Uh, and he's got the confidence back. And on that forum, you know, I always said that that he was... People were talking about Morelis. I always thought Kent was was the one, the game changer for Rangers. And on the current forum that he, 
he's in tonight he is that man I think just the way that he's been asked to play as well helps though Davey I mentioned it earlier I think under Stephen Gerrard a lot of the time Ryan Kemp picks the ball up in a wide area and it was drive inside and, and create that space for the full back yeah, to go beyond yeah. whereas I think now keeping him out there as I say isolating him against defenders he's, he's so tricky watching him you don't know what way he's going to go it must be absolutely hellish to play against I think, I think um, 100% if you're a wide player you, I, I never used to like the f- in my case it was Danny McCrean yeah I never used to like the fullback overlapping me unless we could get a two against one. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's no reason because the winger is probably better mm. at taking the fullback on yep. than your own fullback. That's what you're paid so, to do. So, as yeah. Leanne's saying, isolate. Yeah. You isolate the wide player against the fullback. Roof took a fairly heavy tackle there, but he's back up. You always worry uh, about Roof, don't you? He's enjoying it tonight as well, Leanne. Impressive. He is, and he's a player for me. I, I, you know, I don't think he's had enough opportunities. He's the only. Um, player and striker certainly for Rangers that creeps on to that top goal scorer um, sprint out for the, the league just now I think he's got six um, and I, I think he's hard done by a lot of the time because when you look at Alfredo Morelos and the way he performs it for me he doesn't do enough I certainly don't think he's fit enough just now and, and Kmar Roof must be sitting there thinking what do I need to do to, to get an opportunity but both Steven Gerrard and Giovanni Van Bronckhorst watch these players week in week out in training so there must be something that, that separates them both but he's, he's a player that can cause problems that's for sure So many question marks um, Leanne has mentioned uh, Morella's fitness and she's not the only one Rangers have scored deflection but it's a goal and it's Scott Wright who scored don't uh, shoot, you don't score, David. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he's about 25 yards out. He's had a pop. He's come off a defender. Goalkeeper completely wrong-footed, beating it at his left-hand post. Rangers one up. Leanne, Did 41 th- minutes. Good start. Uh, no, and Rangers probably um, deserve it. They deserve it simply because they've, they've went to Leon and they're being brave and they're looking to play. They're looking to play um, in that opposition half. The combinations middle to front are excellent. It comes again for just doubling up in, in wide areas. It's a cut back to the edge of the box. And as I say, Scott Wright um, pulls the trigger with the right boot. Just that deflection, wrong foot's the, the goalkeeper, but certainly over there in a tough environment and a tough night, Rangers won't be complaining. It's a great build-up as well, isn't it? Well, Glenn Kamara yeah. unusually you know, gets himself to the byline. Um, <laughs> it looked as if How it often was, really do you see I, that? Yeah, I know, he's usually behind the ball, but, but he's... he's Instead of just throwing a ball in, uh, hopefully, he, he's picked right out with the cutback and he's found him with enough time that he can take a touch, get it out of his feet and get the shot away. Well, we mentioned Scott right before it, didn't we? Can he have an impact? He's had an impact. No, he has and he's, yeah. he's been involved a lot. Um, as I say, the combinations middle to front have been really good and I think what what you're probably finding the now with Rangers is they're actually quite hard to even analyse. You know, I think even Leon for the last time they would have played Rangers there's a couple of different styles within their game now and Glenn Kamara being one of them. You know, he's actually a player that is advancing tonight and he's going beyond. Um, whereas before he would have been constantly holding in that midfield area and not predictable to play against, but certainly as a, an opposition player, you wouldn't need to think too much about it. Whereas tonight he's offering that little bit something different. So Rangers are one up. Let's go to the Gartamlock district of Leon to get instant reaction. Sean, what do you reckon? Oh, it was brilliant, and it looks better feeling the 65 inch new telly. It's even better than those. <laughs> right, okay, Sean, rubbing it in with the telly. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, what about Ryan Kent tonight? You hear Davy and Leanne tweet, as Rangers got another chance there just a moment ago, just over the top, and it's Scott Wright. Um, but, Sean, what are you making of it? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually enjoying it. I think Leon's game is a good game at all. I think Rangers are playing um, oh, uh, not too bad as well, I'm actually. Quite enjoying it. Uh, most of them Dumbelli's had a few chances, probably should have scored one or two, but I think it's been an uh, open game. Davy, 
as Leon make a, a change? Uh, yeah, it can Camp- be. Uh, yeah. It's coming off. I'm assuming it's it's an injury. It's coming off with just a couple of minutes to to go to half time. But it, it's been a really good open, mm. entertaining game. You know, so so much of the European stuff is cat and mouse. It's it's a mm. difficult watch. This is this has been a really good game to watch. Is it because the pressure's off both teams? Yeah, I think probably. Um, yeah. And also, like uh, Ryan Kent doing his stuff. Um, when he's on his game, you'd pay money to watch him. And this right back Vogel, um, Ryan Kent's torturing him. The toast is well done, isn't the it? Toast <laughs> it's is absolutely <laughs> burnt. <laughs> Sean, um, who else for you with Rangers tonight is impressing you? Well, well, I'm happy uh, Partisan's playing because I'm, I'm shouting for Partisan for ages. So I'm happy yep. he's playing because I think he, he deserves his chance. So I'm I'm happy. I'm just hopefully we can go out and um, get the win, but. It's got to be a hard next 45 minutes because Leon are no. Um, I feel I know they're struggling in the the French league, but Leon could turn the magic on at any moment. So, and if we qualify tonight, well, we're qualified. Yeah. I'll bring on. And I've heard Alan McCoy on Talksport shouting um, for um, what's that police force called in America? Sheriff. The- I I want Barcelona. You want Barca? Yeah, so did the caller yeah. earlier on as well. He said the same. He wants uh, Barca, but be careful what you wish for. But they're not the Barcelona they were five, ten years ago. Which is maybe no. the reason why you would, you would take yeah. them. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Okay, Sean, uh, thanks very much for calling. Before you go, can we just ask you, Jack Ross, do you wish he had been sacked um, two weeks ago and you might still have been in the cup final? I definitely I agree with that. But do you know what? I think uh, if Hibs uh, it'll cost them money no cost much we should go for uh, St Johnston manager and appoint him as our new Hibs manager that's what I have to say Callum really Davidson excited. yeah because yeah. I know it's been flipping there but nobody likes to see a manager being sacked especially when there's so much to play for I mean he's mid-table he would have brought them back up surely um, but that's football Callum Davidson Sean thanks for calling yeah. cheers cheers guys yep Callum Davidson Good name, Davey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's strange, but even when you know when Tommy Wright was St. Johnson manager and doing similar things at, at St. Johnson, never really got a look in for the for the jobs. And Callum Davison, I believe Callum should go to, go to England. Mm-hmm. He's got a profile down there. I think that would be a better move for him. But uh, yeah, I mean, you couldn't knock that for for, for a shout, Callum Davison for for Hibs. There's a Preston North End or whatever would want him, wouldn't they? And they've just made a change as well. Leanne, you're watching Rangers obviously keenly one up and we're into injury time. Yeah, the game's just getting a, a bit stretched there. I think Rangers are looking to just get the game in, certainly take that advantage at half time. Yeah, that's a whistle gone now. Good place. Rangers find themselves, certainly go in, get that rest, debrief, maybe tweak a couple of things. But as Sean mentioned, I don't think this Leon side are, are certainly going to go away and it'll be a tough 45 minutes for Rangers coming up. Been a good watch, Davey, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Rangers getting great words. I've mentioned Kent mm-hmm. uh, on the left, but also Nathan Patterson on the, on the right-hand side. Um, if, if you're roof tonight, you can't really complain about the, the, the service coming into the box from the wide area. Be good for right uh, for roof to get a goal as well, wouldn't well, it? Well, I think it's good yeah. for him to play through the middle, Paul, yeah. because normally when he plays with Morelos, he's playing yeah. either side mm-hmm. of Morelos. He's playing as a main striker tonight, and he's, he's finding a lot of space at the outside of the post earlier in the game and he'll be looking to score here tonight he's getting one or two chances and great vision Leanne to see that opportunity he was quite far out wasn't it he saw the keeper he saw the the angle yeah and I, I think he's got that in his game Kemar Roof he's quite instinctive as well but he's a physical striker he can link the game well and, and if anything in the second half I think that's just what he can do that little bit better a couple of balls that have been played up to him he's coming too short in the game um, and there's been a couple of turnovers in that midfield area so just if he 
came our roof looks to stretch it a bit more and, and certainly bring the players into to play in and around them just thinking back to Callum Davidson there yeah. it'd be quite a good appointment getting into the, the cup final certainly because he, he seems to have a flavour for <laughs> silverware doesn't yeah. he yeah. <laughs> knows how to get point. the job done yeah. I think you could hear the Celtic fans thinking no I don't think they fancy <laughs> that because uh, as Leicester have equalised Dewsbury Hall Johnny Evans had got the goal just a few minutes earlier they were two down as you know against Napoli 2-2 at half time in the Diego Armando Maradona Stadium oh, in Naples indeed <laughs> just over a year ago of course um, have you played in that one? no I no. haven't but he's my all time hero and I, know, I can yeah. just see the caption coming up in Love the it. sky the Diego Armando, Armando. Maradona Stadium before uh, Lee Ann's time but more, more's a pity that you didn't see an awful lot of that man. I know. Yeah. I've watched the, certainly the the movie, the documentary that was on about him. I was watching a couple of clips yeah. the other day, and it mm. was him warming up, just pre-game warm up, and it was it wasn't a warm up. He was just juggling the ball and kicking the ball up in the air and uh, wiggling the hips and almost right. dancing around. Yeah. And I thought, could you imagine players doing that now? The reaction, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> some people, but um, no, he was incredible. He was an absolute genius. Absolutely incredible. Last night was a big moment at Man United and Robbie Savage was on the commentary and you watched it live. You saw his son coming on his debut. Yeah, it was lovely. Really, really nice. And you, those moments don't happen often, certainly for young players to go make their debut for Man United. But for Robbie Savage to be on the commentary, um, Mike, when that happened and, and getting to introduce him must have been just an incredible moment. So um, another young talent getting the opportunity. Yeah. I love Robbie Savage's enthusiasm. I really do. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen the documentary Saving Macclesfield. I started watching it. it, yep. it it's great. And yep. he is just so enthusiastic. Uh, he's another person who gets, I think it's a lot of stick. I don't know why. Yep. Um, type of people you want in football. Full of enthusiasm for the game. Yep. Some of the... The authorities don't like it, do they? No, they want everyone no, they to be portion controlled yeah. and, you know, play the game and keep your nose clean. Yeah, I think he's yeah. like a fan on yeah. uh, in the commentary, uh -huh. isn't he? That's the way he comes across and it probably doesn't sit too well with um, a lot of people. But as Davey says, he, he's the kind of person that you want in the game and he's got passion. You know, yeah. he speaks about the game, he loves the game mm -hmm. and I think he's always looking to try and do good things. So what a proud moment for his family last night, certainly. For sure. He's not a blazer anyway, is he, Davy? You know, no, no, no. no he's <laughs> a blazer, isn't he? And, and we could do a few more of them. Certainly could. Ange Postacoglu, is he a, a rebel? He certainly, you know, he's, he's different, isn't he? He's uh, he very much so. He's made his mark. Yeah, he certainly yeah. bites back as well, doesn't he? If, if he doesn't agree, he's, he's quite good. quick to, uh -huh. to let yeah. you know that he doesn't agree. I think his terminology at times is, is quite witty. Um, and I, I just love the way he uses mate. Because <laughs> even when he's biting back, it almost comes across like he likes you. Um, and I'm not too sure that's the case a lot of the time. Uh, Greg Taylor came on, as we said, at the weekend. He's back for Celtic. He's been speaking about the game tonight against Real Betis. I think he's, he's spot on. Um, it would be disrespectful, one, to the competition, but two, to the club, um, to put any game when you're playing for Celtic as a dead rubber. It's an uh, opportunity to impress one, the manager, but two, to them. Um, put on a performance for the fans so no I think it's certainly not that and what does he think of life under AP the manager's been different class since he came in and uh, especially for myself it's been a new way of learning to play and one I've really enjoyed being on the sidelines there's nothing worse but thankfully the boys have put in a good run so when I've been out injured and it was nice to continue that when uh, I joined again on Sunday and AP himself spoke about well the man who was player of the month for October wasn't he but he's out now Jota I'm very confident he won't be mate no, he won't be right for the cup final. A few weeks means a few weeks. So how long that stretches out for, we'll, we'll wait and see, but he definitely won't be right for the cup final. 
obviously we're waiting for the final diagnosis, but when it came in, as I said, it was going to be a few weeks. So it was going to be three to four weeks uh, recovery, depending on how he's going. It only happened a week ago. So if you look at timelines, um, it gets pretty tight for between now and the break. Uh, so we'll just have to see how he recovers from it. That's a blow, Leanne. But when you see the way they played against Dundee United... Yeah, they've got players there that can, can certainly step in, but Jota's a game-changer for me. He's been top class this season and certainly a player that you would rather have the luxury of selecting um, or resting him tonight than not having him in your squad at all. But, it, you know, it doesn't sound too great. I'm sure the Hearts fans will be delighted that it's at least a couple of weeks after Bobby Madden blew the whistle for the, the hamstring when it mm. when it certainly went um, last midweek. But, no, he's a player I've enjoyed watching this season and, and I think he brings that bit of flair and enthusiasm to the stadium. I think cup finals would have been, uh, you know, a game that he would step up and, and look to perform in. But, sadly, for Celtic... It doesn't sound like it'll be available. He's a showman. Shorter. Yeah. That's, that's what I like about him. He's got that, I'm not saying he's Ronaldo, but he's got no. that flourish about him. You can mm-hmm. see he enjoys being the centre of attraction. Um, and he, he's another one. I'm talking about Ryan Kent tonight, mm-hmm. entertainment value. Jota is of the same type and, and we can't have enough of them in the game. Who's, who's the closest thing at Rangers, would we say? That's, you know, a, a real entertainer. I mean, Hadji shows it at times. Kent is the one. Maybe would it be Ryan Kent? I think, I think Kent yeah. more consistently than Hadji. Hadji yeah. now and again, you you, you take you can take your breath away. Um, does things that perhaps only his dad could do, mm. but uh, maybe not often enough. Kent, for me, is the nearest. How good was his dad, Davey, for those who uh, didn't see him? Just uh, yeah. one of the great number 10s of all time. We're talking about Maradona there. Mm-hmm. Um, wouldn't put Hadji in that bracket, but certainly one of one of the great midfield players of all time. Who was your idol, Leanne? I don't know if I've asked you before. In football, in the men's game, who did you look to when you were a young girl starting to play football? Was there anyone you looked to? Barry Ferguson? Or? It was. Yeah, uh, was it? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what, you know, growing up East End of Glasgow, there were so many, I think, top centre mids, both sides of the old firm. Um, as a kid, whether you were in school, going up against your, your mates or playing out in the streets, everybody had an old firm. Um, player I think that they looked up to and Barry was, was certainly one out with that. Um, <laughs> genuinely Steven Gerrard and it was he was the reason why I probably wore number eight for a huge part of my, yeah. my career um, just not that I was a goal scoring centre mid um, by any means but no I think just even as watching Barry playing for Scotland as well and the moments in the games that he produced and I think he wore his heart on his sleeve I loved the fact that he was a leader um, and there's probably certain aspects in my game that I, I probably took from that. The sad thing was that growing up for me, there was no real female role models to look at. The, the games were never on TV. Um, you probably didn't know there was too many female footballers existed. And that's what I like about the game now, that it's changed. And hopefully other players that will be asked that same question in, mm. in a number of years, Paul, will be able to you know, name we'll female you players. But certainly yeah. um, in Scotland, mm. we've, we've had a, a fair amount of... Um, top central midfielders. And who did you first play with then? Was it at the school? Was there was it mixed then at school or? Yeah, I was the only yeah. girl in the the boys team at, at primary. Certainly secondary school, there was no girls team at all. I actually never played for a girls team properly until I was fifteen, nearly going on sixteen. So, um, quite a fast track in terms of my development from mm. there. But I wouldn't change it. I think there was bits of my game that developed really well because I was going up against my uh, my older brother and his mates. Mm. He was always forced to to take me out if you know there was big sideies happening over at the park or whatever mm-hmm. you know take your wee sister with you yeah. so that worked for me because you were always having to adapt going up against physical players quicker mm-hmm. players boys that were two and three years older than you so um, I certainly wouldn't change that at all 
Because <laughs> Davey, as a young person, you know, I, I didn't ever play professionally. I played amateur, mm-hmm. but it was brilliant. Just playing football. I loved yeah. playing football. Every and minute of the day, yeah, it was on your mind. Yeah, we'd get, come home from school, play football. And it must have been tough then if girls got to a stage where not their friends mm-hmm. didn't want to play and you were maybe the only girl there. It, it must be really difficult. And thank goodness it's so much better now. Yeah, I mean, it was easy easy for us. There was always a game going on yeah. in, the, in the park. You know, every time you walked out of your, your house, there was somebody playing football. You were never short of a game. It was never five-a-side, was it? It was like 15-a-side. Yeah, yeah. Even yeah. that's what's yeah. changed now with kids. And, and I know kids playing, there's so much more, I think, organised football and opportunities for players. But kids don't just go to the park now and play mm-hmm. football. Kids need a football pitch. They need two sets of goals. They need a, a cages up and a, white lines and penalty spots and... You just think my generation and me playing it in the streets wasn't too long ago, um, but it was it was certainly nothing like the way it is now. It's half time. Rangers are one up. Scott Wright in forty two minutes. Leon nil. Rangers one. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat, and more. Let's go. go, go, go. So Rangers one up at half time. They're going to make a substitution. Looks like Stephen Davis getting ready to come on. Davy Proven. He's speaking there with the manager GVB. Yeah, I'm not sure who who would uh, come out. Glenn Kamara been given a, a rest for the, the the second half. Makes makes sense. Uh, I think it is a is a dead rubber. Although you'd have to say Rangers are playing really well right now. Really good first half for Rangers. Team news coming in for Celtic there. The 8 o'clock kick-off up against the Spanish Giants of Real Betis, third in the league. Leanne, you've got the Celtic team and it's quite a few changes. Yeah, and there's loads of changes. Probably just looking in, in terms of the lineup. Davey might know it better than me, but Bain uh, starts in goals and it scales. Beaton, Ayeti, Abada, Soro, McCarthy, Urugidi, Shaw, Montgomery and Welsh. Um, so certainly none of the, the big hitters in, in terms of Kyogo and Callum McGregor. Again, you know, it makes sense. There's too much at stake domestically, I think. Um, he's already lost Jota for the cup final. He doesn't want to lose any more. The league games are, are more important. And uh, I said when I came in that I certainly didn't expect uh, Kyogo to play. Maybe made more changes than I expected, but I can see the sense behind it. I'll give you the bench in a moment or two. I just can't see it at the moment. But yep, that's the Celtic lineup. Bain, Scales, who came on and scored Did well, the yeah. I mean, Did what a great yeah. start. I mean, that's yeah. so important to, you know, to get your first goal and... Um, basically announce yourself as a, a Celtic player great start for the boy as Rangers have got underway we've played uh, a minute in the second half it was a really good first half Leon and uh, Rangers in fact Rangers is the better of the first half and then they got that goal with just four minutes before half time Scott Wright yeah Davey mentioned that uh, Paul it's you know, a really enjoyable game it's a game of football both teams that are looking to try and play create opportunities end to end stuff and, and that's what you like I think David described some of the games as cat and mouse and that's certainly what you end up seeing a lot of the time in European football but tonight we mentioned the pressure might be off and both sides feel that they can go and express themselves a bit more certainly Rangers look to have taken the, the shackles off slightly and are playing some some really good stuff as I said earlier middle to front so um, they'll be hoping that they can keep up the, the same performance in the second half as they did in the first They've got hearts at the weekend so would you expect a few changes though Davey although a one goal, one goal victory um, we know it's a dead robber or whatever but it's, uh, there's no harm in getting that kind of result in France uh, There's no harm at all you know confidence uh, builds and builds and 
It would add to what has been a very good start for, for Brian Van Bronckhorst. You'd expect Morelos to be back for the Hearts game, wouldn't you? You would. Villarreal two up at half-time against Atalanta, so they would go into the pot, uh, along with others like, we keep mentioning Barcelona, uh, RB Leipzig. There's so many teams there. Uh, Borussia Dortmund, uh, Porto. Yeah, Sevilla. Uh, Sev yep. Who have won it, what, four, is it four times they've won it? At least. <laughs> I was what? at one of them I went to one what of them it's, it's, it's phenomenal I think it is four times uh, amazing so but uh, Rangers one up with uh, two and a half minutes played the Celtic lineup we gave you a moment or two ago and people at Uruhidi uh, Soro who's kind of disappeared yeah, this year as well we, we don't quite know why but not a good sign though because I, I thought the boy was good enough you know yep. when Scott Brown left I thought he had a chance to, to come in and stake a claim hasn't really done it um, and you just wonder whether he has a, a long term future at the club for as uh, yeah, I think you were maybe a few moments behind, but uh, showing there that Leon equalised just uh, a moment or two ago. Leon one, Rangers one. We'll probably see it now. Davy, you've got it on the screen there, Leon. Yeah, the, it's a ball fired across the face of goal. Ugalumba, who is, is getting the, the credit. McLaughlin absolutely helped us. Looks like front post deflection, mm -hmm. maybe off a Rangers player. Not sure. Yeah, who. I think it could be. An own goal, Davey. We'll maybe get a look Very at it Very fortunate. I mean, the Rangers goal itself was fortunate, but this is equally yep. fortunate. They, they build the game down the right-hand side. Barisic doesn't stop the ball coming across, and it's Bassey who's turned the ball past yeah. John McLaughlin. So, yeah, it's probably poor, yeah. to be honest. You'd be disappointed. I think Bassey, he's picked up an area at the front post, but he's not actually looking to really defend the cross. It's coming across. He's caught flat-footed. He flicks his left toe out it, and the deflection takes it into the back of the net. From Rangers' point of view, it's, it's really, really poor. Never talk about one no score lines with 40 minutes to go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's see what happens. Rangers now at 1-1. Looking to Celtic, if you're just tuning in, Bain, Scales, Beaton, the captain, Ayeti is playing, Abada, Soro is in, McCarthy, Urahidi, Shaw, Montgomery and Welsh. And what about James McCarthy? Chance for him tonight to get another game? More He's goal just got time? to stay fit, Paul. That's the big yep. question mark over James McCarthy, his, his fitness. Um, you know, I... I was amazed that he got a four-year contract, but good luck to the boy. And if he can stay fit, there's no doubt in his ability. Uh, but he needs a run. He needs a long run of, run of games. Does he fit, Davy, the way that, that Celtic play under Postecoglou? Um, well, I mean, if, if he's going to if he's going to play with two holding players, James McCarthy would would certainly see himself playing in one of those positions. I, I'm a near beaten fan. I, I love Bitten, um in that role, but uh, I, I think that's why. I think that's why Celtic want him for one of the two holding roles. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm yep. just unsure. I'm unsure. Um, I do like him. I liked him down south, but I just when I look at the energy and the way that Celtic play at times, I'm just not entirely sure that that's the way that it, it suits James McCarthy's game. And I think he manages games well. I think there's moments that he can come on and, and certainly control games, but I just don't know if if um, he's you mean absolutely. He goes sideways too, yeah, too often. Yeah. Yeah. In a good way though, and I think the way that he's probably played down in England for a, a huge part of his career, he's uh, probably not enjoyed as much possession either. You know, I think it would have come in spells of clubs that he's played at. I don't think he's been anywhere that he's dominated no. possession, so it's a change for him as well. But as Davey mentions, he's got to stay fit and hope that he can get a, a run in the team. Celtic need to ship out some players as well, don't they? You know, Ayeti, who is playing tonight, the goalkeeper, Barkas, who just doesn't feature yeah. at all. Here's the manager speaking about uh, outgoing players. But those discussions will happen between now and, and then, and if players feel like their futures are better served away from here, then um, we'll sit down with them and, and find a solution. Uh, but my focus right now is 
what's in front of us. We've got some big games coming up. In the background, we're working on the players we want to bring in, working on, uh, you know, if players want to go, um, working on that as well. But in terms of having individual discussions or trying to pursue that avenue, um, it's not it's not a priority for me right now. Because we all shout, everyone says, oh, clubs need to spend big. Mm. But it's how you spend the money, isn't it? Cause and, they... it, you know, it's not, like Lisa Barkas and Ayeti will yeah. be in top dollar. It'll be very difficult to move them on uh, and unless you're prepared to pay up the a good bit of their contract and that, that means giving them a lump sum to, to leave the club. That's the only way you can get them off the books. But, you know, I, I do feel at this juncture, Celtic have to push the boat out. They, they've got to help Postacoglu. He inherited an absolute mess. I think he's done well to keep Celtic in touch at the top. He needs the board's backing now. CCV, 10 million. Um, that might just be the Daniel Levy kind of uh, play to get a big money. Would you pay ten million for Cameron Carter Vigors? Uh, well, somebody in England yeah. will. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it, the going rate in England is much more than it is. I mean, I, I, I think he'll do well in in, in Scotland. He'll do he'll do a good job for Celtic, uh, and he'll get a club down south. He won't get a top club, but he'll get a club down south, no problem. Would you pay ten million? No, no. That's no, the problem, isn't it? They don't pay that yeah. here and they probably yeah. can't for a, a central defender. Although there's the £40 million, uh, but you can't spend all the money in advance. And well, what I mean, Paul, is if I had £10 million to spend, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be, on, be him. on him. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I think you could certainly spend your money more wisely and yeah. that's um, no harm to Cameron Carter-Vickers as a free kick being given against Rangers there. I think it's for a handball for... Corner Golton and I'm not entirely sure what more he could have done because he's lying he's on the floor the and, and the ball yeah. was hit off him. Um, his arm looked to be quite close to his body. It certainly wasn't supporting the body. Um, maybe that's why it's been given, but <laughs> I don't know what else he could have done. But well, not ten millions for Cameron Carter Vickers. Sorry, yeah. Paul, I'm, I'm digressing. But I think Celtic yeah. could spend maybe five million on on two players and yeah. get two top additions to the squad. Yeah. Um, at do, this do you stage see of the season, Leanne? Do you see Celtic? Paying six and a half for Jota. I think they will. You're right. Yeah. 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 I hope you're right. And I think they will I hope simply right. because of the, the type of player that he is. I don't think there's wingers like him come along very often. Um, I think he's a real talent and there'll be clubs that will look at him. And I think you could spend that six and a half and in less than a year's time you could easily double your money. You would spend six and a half for Jota? Yeah, I would. I, would. I, yeah. I, I don't think the Celtic board will. Really? But I, I would. If, if I'm really? at Celtic and the money's there, I, I would spend it, yeah. You'll get it back in of course multiples in the future. I mean. OK, we're coming towards the end of the programme. What's your scoreline tonight for Celtic against uh, Betis? I think it'll be I a know, tough night with the amount yeah. of changes. Yeah, mm. maybe a, a score draw would be a good result for Celtic. It's a lottery, isn't it, to say? Davy, what do you? Well, feel? they, they yeah. beat Barcelona at the weekend. Yeah. It depends how many changes Betis make. It's, it's a reserve mm. Celtic side. Uh, I, yeah, I'm really on. A draw is a good result for Celtic tonight. And for Jack Ross, what's his football? If the penalty had gone in last night, Martin Boyle would have F's, buts and maybes. But Davy, I heard what you said earlier. They've pulled the trigger too soon. He had a cup final a week on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a strange one. Um, but, you know, the, the proof of the pudding will be on the replacement and whether it's an upgrade, uh, they'll do very well to get a better manager. If they picked up three points last night, Jack Ross would still be in a job because it was one of two yeah. games that they have in hand. Um, and they finished with nine men, for heaven's sake. I mean. yeah. yeah, no, tough decision, really um, harsh. I don't expect Jack Ross to be out of the game too long though because I think he's a manager that a, a lot of clubs would love to have mm. it'll just be really interesting that between now and the weekend to see if Hibs move and certainly make that appointment quite swiftly Davy, thanks very much for joining us You're welcome. tonight Leanne thanks as well we look forward to seeing you soon good luck at the weekend and the match and you said 2-1 Rangers that could still happen because with 55 minutes gone it's Leon 1 Rangers 1 this time tomorrow night we'll be here with Barry Ferguson and Simon Donnelly 
The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat and more. Let's go, 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 go. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.